we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 1st, 2018. And this next part is a video interview of Henry Groover, who probably, I don't know anybody on the planet, Christian-wise, where I have ever seen God do more miracles through a particular individual ever than Henry Groover. I've known about Henry going all the way back into the 1990s when I was first watching the Prophecy Club, which was kind of like, I'm not going to say it was before the internet, but the internet really hadn't got up to speed. So a lot of the, what you did back then is if you were a Christian and you wanted to get videos, the Prophecy Club was a place that I personally, you know, spent a lot of time with. And I'm not saying I haven't watched the videos up online either, but it just wasn't as prevalent. And so you could order videos and stuff. I did a tour on the Prophecy Club back in 2006. Henry's done I don't know how many tours on the Prophecy Club. And um, one of the nicest, most gentlest, um, but also real Christians that I, I've ever seen. I met him personally. This is when I was in the Charismatic Church, Pentecostal Charismatic Movement. Um, we went to West Palm Beach and saw him speak. And I met, that's the only time I've actually ever met him. I don't really even remember a lot about it other than just going up and introducing ourselves afterward and shaking his hand, that type of thing. But um, Henry's done more as far as the things that God has led him to than anybody I've ever seen living on the planet. Now, there may be other Christians out there that, that God's done whatever. I just am not aware of them. And uh, not greedy, not doesn't have a ministry where he's begging for money ever. I don't think I've ever, ever even heard him ask for money, which is kind of, for me, a big... <laughs> That's a big one in today's day and age. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's it's a pretty big one. You know, I mean, I have a little announcement at the end of our part ones a lot of times on if you want to help us. And then I, I try to tell people I'm, I'm very, very glad, you know, we're very appreciative for donations that come in and for orders that I get on the nutritional side because you're supporting the ministry. But you're never going to hear me beg for money. You know, um, I just don't believe that... <laughs> If you're in that position where you have to do that constantly that you really need to examine yourself and see if what you're doing is of god because if god has you supposedly in a position where you constantly have to harass your listeners for more and more money which is typical which is typical with most you know religious organizations out there just put it that way well then you know you have to really start questioning things. I've never heard Henry ever do that. Um, you know, people can say, well, you know, he's, you know, I don't believe it or whatever. Well, you don't have to. But all I can tell you is if he's lying, he's the best liar in the universe. He's literally the best liar in the universe. If he's lying about all the stuff that's happened to him. And a lot of times he's, he has verification. Well, in this particular case, you're going to see really big verification at the end. Okay, so, and God always provides him that verification, typically after he's through with whatever big monumental thing that God's called him to. Now, I'm not saying every day of his life is like this, but, I mean, he's had things, just event after event after event happen, like what we're going to hear today. And um, so... So this is entitled Henry Groover, The Dragonfly Miracle. 
I had another thing queued up for him. I'm going to play that at a later date. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually played... I think I've played some Henry Groover stuff in times past. He does a lot of prayer walking, and um, he's taught the concept of remitting of sins over the land, basically taking land back for God, breaking curses over areas. He's, shut, he's been used to shut down um, whole COVID networks. Not him, but what God is doing through him. And so it's a very similar ministry as to kind of what I believe the Lord's going to be moving, not me, but I think a lot of people into as we get further and further into the end times. And um, I hadn't heard this. This is um, Steve Quayle interviewing him, and this was published on January 17th of 2017. So we're, we're looking at, you know, over, um, over a year and a half ago that this actually came out and um just amazing stuff so i'm gonna go ahead and just start this let's talk about taiwan okay yeah because taiwan is really a critical point it's on the tip of the spear and we were talking off camera for a minute and or maybe even on camera uh, that we're covering so much ground i mean you know six hours we cover the world (laughs) <laughs> but but the point is is that you were talking about Taiwan and for and just so you know the setting I think they're in Steve Quayle's house in front of like a fire a stone fireplace in two really comfy looking chairs and that's kind of how they're sharing Henry's going to be sharing this this testimony and also I'd ask you to pray for Henry because um he's I believe he really got attacked his wife was like in I don't know if, if she was in kidney failure as well. He was in kidney failure. He was, I think he was up in Canada and he had to be flown back, but he was doing better. Um, I haven't really seen if there's an update on this right on this right now where I would normally check because I found this on the Q the Q alerts on Steve Quill's webpage. Yeah, the last thing I seen is a praise report. Uh, this was released on um, the 24th of last month. Um, Henry hospitalized in Toronto just, just met with a doctor she's getting discharge papers this is from his son Hank Groover and he will be ready to go to the hotel this afternoon to fly home praise praise God she informed me his kidneys are back to normal so I, I guess God did another miracle there because he was like very 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 close to death and I think his wife was the same way so um, I would ask that you you know pray about that if you feel led so many years you were not allowed to go there. Yeah. And then yeah. I want you to share one of the most miraculous... Inter- so Henry wasn't allowed to go to Taiwan for a long time, and then he was finally able to go there. He's, he goes over and does a lot of ministry in the Orient. He spent a ton of time in Japan uh, and other places in that area, but I guess he this is the first time he had actually went to Taiwan. ...inventions of the living God because you were just there, and this... this there's no way to explain it outside this is of fresh, God. Yeah, this is fresh. Go ahead, testimony. so lay it out, if you will. Lay out Taiwan. Uh, uh, last a year ago, September, uh, I was in Taiwan, and uh, up in eastern Taiwan, and then I came back down to Taipei and was supposed to go to southern Taiwan. And George, my scheduler and interpreter, uh, mainly scheduler, uh, he said to me, he says, Henry, we were scheduled to go to southern Taiwan, but I'm canceling. And I had four days yet scheduled for Taiwan. And I said, well, 
what's, did they, did they cancel? And he says, no, they want you to come, but don't you know there's a plague going on down there? Hundreds of people are dying with this, I can't even pronounce, digin or something, mosquito plague. It's, it's worse than malaria. Dengue fever? Uh, or was it? it there's a word that begins okay. with a D, I know that. I can never get it right in we my We can look it up. But and it you hear was, Orientals talk yeah, about it. But it, it was a strange form of malaria? It, it, it's or the similar worst. To... It's even uh, worse than the encephalitis-type malaria okay. that hits the brain. This <clears throat> malaria, a mosquito, bites you. Within 24 hours, you're burning up with fever. You are, your whole body is full of so much pain, it drives you out of your mind. And no antibiotic, no painkiller can do it, within four days you die. It literally burns you out, and out of pure exhaustion you give up the ghost and die. Wow. And, uh, and he said, and I don't want you dying down there. So we'll do something different the next four days. And I said, George, no way. I want to go. He says, hey. Now, just, I'll just interject this. If I'm not exactly 100% sure what he's talking about. I know the silver, though, in any application with anything like this would be, I mean, granted, I'm not saying God couldn't heal you, and I'm not saying you wouldn't be in massive prayer about this, but anything like this, from a physiological standpoint, you know, 5,000 part per million in Vive, you know, three tablespoons a day held in the mouth for, honestly, if it was life or death, I would hold it in the mouth. At minimum seven minutes, if not ten per dosage. Um, if you do a little DMSO with it, it'll penetrate a little bit better. A uh, little pe- bit of peppermint oil, kill the taste. Um, three tablespoons, uh, three times a day in a, in a life-threatening situation for a adult. Now, granted, I'm being a little general there, and I'm talking about the five thousand. I mean, if you did ten thousand or ten seven, you wouldn't. You know, you could lower the dosage accordingly, but I'm just talking about, I just want to throw that in real quick. And we are, and Vive is running another special right now. If you didn't get my health newsletter, it's, uh, I think it's till like the seven, I don't know, I better, I better just check on that because I don't want to make sure. Um, I, they are just, they're, they're very random and they'll just email me and they're like, let's run a, let's run a special and let's end it on this day. And I'm like, okay. And, um, my email is totally locked up here okay yeah i'm glad i didn't say that because it's ending july 11th at midnight you buy two of any strength and um including six packs i mean you could get two six packs and get one free so you buy two of it so if you bought two five thousand you get one free if you bought two five thousand six packs you get a six pack for free I can't touch those prices in my life. I sell it overall lower than anybody else. But when they run these specials, I can't even remotely get near their prices. This is going through the factory, but it's only for my listeners. Uh, it's They don't do it with anybody else. I've, I've had a lot of favor with Invive. I think they know that they've dealt with me long enough. They've dealt with other doctors, and they know that I would never, ever, ever steal a dime from them. I would never do them wrong in any way, shape, or form. And that I'm trustworthy to a fault. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Perfect. But I fear God too much to do people wrong in any kind of business dealing or if any I'm working with any company. And this is one of basically the only company I even work with. 
Um, it's only available if you if you buy it at www.dr-johnson.com. It's my website. If you're not familiar, just go to the website at contendingfortruth.com and you scan on the right side of the page and you'll see my and Vive Mild Silver Protein. It's the only link I even have up that sells anything and it literally goes through the factory. You're not even, you know, I don't have anything to do with it once it goes beyond that point. Um, but in the comments box on how did you hear about us, uh, you want to put, um, to get the special, put Dr. Johnson's name where in the comment box, how did you hear about us? And I'm just looking at this, uh, so that's very important you do that because they have to know it's coming from me as a referral in order for you to get the special. Okay, so that's what's, that's what's important. Uh, if you do have an iPhone and the comment section is not coming up, email me. Uh, there's a contact page at contendingfortruth.com and I'll tell you what to do. I haven't had that happen this time though. The last time we ran it, it was a factor. I don't know if they fixed the website or now. Now, the free silver will not show up in the cart when you place your order, but will be added to your order afterwards as long as you adhere to what is stated above. Now, they have never I've never had a patient come back to me or a customer or anybody that's ordered ever and say they ripped me off. Yes, there's been orders that got bungled it, it, from very 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 rarely and stuff like that, but never have I ever had, and I wouldn't work with them if it was like that. If they were ripping people off, or what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with them. So I've been working with them pretty closely since, really since 2006 when I went on the Prophecy Club tour because they put the website up for me. Because I'm like, listen, I don't, I can't take orders on tour. I'm like, just so they put up this website and it goes through them and they handle the orders and that's cool with me. And um, and again, when you do that, you are supporting the ministry as well. When you, when you order at, at the uh, doctor hyphen symbol, dr johnson.com, or go up to my website, click on it on the right side. Um, anyway, I don't want to say any more about that. Here, here I am talking about how I never asked for money, and then I'm, 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 I'm pushing the special. It looks really good. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I wasn't planning. But, you know, when he brings stuff up like that, it's like, well, hold on. I, I mean, this is what I would do. <laughs> If I was in that situation, you would also want to do something like, you know, high dose food state vitamin C, selenium. If it had any viral component, you want selenium in there big time. If you're burning up with fever, your body's burning through calcium like you can't even believe. Calcium has a lot to do with the white blood cells, how they propel themselves to get to the target sites. So you'd want to be in a really good, like CalMag product, selenium, a really good, um, high dose vitamin c because those are going to support the primary immune system in your body where silver acts like a secondary immune system almost independently of your own but you want your own immune system as ramped up as possible as well so you can email me if you have any questions about any of this stuff you can just email me at the contact page on contendingfortruth.com whatever questions you got i probably got several folders of of whatever i've got one on mild silver protein and uh, like how like for proactive measures you can do like to prepare yourself for let's say a plague okay how many bottles you want to have on hand for an adult children what is going to be the dosages it's a lot of it's based on body weight the, the three tablespoon dosage like that was a very general thing that would be for like 150 pound adult and i'm talking life-threatening type of thing you know if you're above 200 pounds you might want to add another tablespoon in there but that's like life-threatening 
not everyday stuff. So anyway, I've got I've got breakdowns of that in other files that I can send you. So let's go back to this. This is dangerous. You you could die. I said, George, I refuse to give my life for a stinking mosquito. Now that's going back to Deuter, back to Genesis 1. 26, 28, 9, chapter 9 of Genesis, verse 2. And the fear and the dread of you shall be upon every one of these creatures, including the beast. And, uh, and I says, and the word of God says, if any deadly thing bites you, it won't hurt you. So I said, I refuse to die for a stinking mosquito. And I said, George, besides, Jesus said it, those that are well don't need a doctor, but those that are sick. And I said, listen, I do not seek to save my life. I'm willing to give my life if that's where I'm to die. But I will not accept dying for a mosquito. He said, you're not afraid then? I said, no, I'm not afraid. But you stay here if you're afraid. I don't want you going. I don't want anybody that's afraid with me. And I, I've always been that way. I don't want people fearful with me. That's unbelief. And I said, just... Get me the ticket, put me on the train, call them, and they'll pick me up on the platform. And he says, well, I've heard your testimonies, but I've never seen any of this. I want to go. <laughs> so he gets on the train with me the next day. Now, what he said was very important because if you're going to do this type of work and you should only do it unless you're literally called and most likely... Like with something like this, God's always going to require you to fast before you go. And Henry, basically with Henry, every time he does this stuff, he, from what I've heard, it's almost, there's almost always fasting involved. I'm assuming water fasting. And um, for a prescribed set of days, whatever God tells him to do. It might be three days for one place. It might be a week for another. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how exactly that all works with him um uh, maybe there's other videos where he's elaborated on that but you do not want to be going to these places with people that are in a spirit of fear toward whatever you're going to face or unbelief uh, because that's not going to help you that's going to be a hindrance to you that could be a gigantic um problem when you actually get boots on ground wherever you're at so whoever's going needs to be on board and hopefully prayed up and fast up fasted up and called to do that he's got a bag of three cans of mosquito repellent <laughs> we get down to southern taiwan and he's spraying himself and he's trying to spray me i said get away from now just so you know if a mosquito repellent has DEET in it, D-E-E-T, which is the main thing they sell, that stuff is a neurotoxin. That stuff is horrific for you. For it to be on your skin, which will absorb, to for you to be inhaling it, it's horrible. Okay? Horrible. So, I, I tend to try to gravitate toward the natural. And, you know, one of the things that you can do, you can go up to something like Amazon and can mosquito repellent, natural or organic. And see which one has the highest ratings. Because those, those are verified buyers. It'll say right there if it's a verified buyer. 
And I mean, you know, if it's got 500 four and a half star reviews of an organic organic mosquito repellent, you're, you're pretty pretty safe bet. Now you may want to buy it someplace else because you don't want to buy it off Amazon. I use Amazon in that way more than anything. I don't want to buy anything off Amazon if I can help it because you know the wickedness of the guy that owns it and all the other stuff that's surrounded with Amazon. But I will say this: as far as any product, I don't care if you're looking for vacuum cleaners or or the best whatever. If there's a particular supplement you're after or weed whacker, whatever you want to do, go up on Amazon. Look at the look at where it's rated. I typically try not to buy things unless it's at least a solid four star rating, uh, preferably four and a half, because you're never going to get fives across the board typically. And you could get fives if there's only ten reviews and it's really good and nobody's reviewed it negative. But ten reviews really aren't enough. Now sometimes you don't have an option. Sometimes it's a new product and there's just not a lot of reviews. Anyway, that little trick I just told you about can save you. A lot of time and hassle because you're going to end up buying a lot higher quality products. You're going to feel better about it. Typically, like if it's a health product, they'll give you the breakdown of what's in it. You'll see what the reviews are, the pros, the cons. Or if it's something like a, a, a something you're going to buy that can break. Oh yeah, I got this. It broke like the first week or whatever. It was all you know. You know, stay away from that stuff. So understand that's another way that you can gauge and do this. And you can get like organic mosquito repellent without D. And also, if you're going to be in an area with ticks there's tick repellents as well and i don't know if they've got a combo mosquito tick repellent out there that's organic i don't know maybe they do that's highly rated because see some of the problems is you could get something that's organic but it's rated very low low meaning yeah it's organic but it doesn't keep the mosquitoes off you <laughs> so bear that in mind it's it's just uh but amazon's the best place i know of to do that me from that stuff we have a meeting scheduled that night in the church and five churches come together and there, there's fear in that camp. I go into that church with George. He is saturated with mosquito repellent. I mean, he's <laughs> even spraying it in his face and around his neck and everything. And I said, get out of here. Get out of here. I don't want that stuff. There is a haze of a cloud in that church of mosquito repellent. <laughs> Cans all over the place of mosquito Oh, that had repellent. to be so toxic. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, they're going to asphyxiate us with just yeah. the mosquito repellent, you know. <laughs> and they get me up to minister, and I start teaching their dominion, and they're kind of praising the Lord. Well, an aborigine pastor from up in the area where the most people are dying is in that meeting. And the next morning... He charters a bus for 54 people to go up into the worst area. He is charged up with faith. His people are dying. He's out of pure desperation. If I got wow. faith, get him in there. And he had heard about me. When I first went to... Because, see, Henry can look at this guy and see he's operating out of faith. Maybe desperation in faith, but it's still faith. And sometimes God will put you in that position, make you desperate to increase your faith. Because faith is like a muscle unless you exercise it it will atrophy, it will get smaller. or But if you exercise faith, it gets bigger. It's like a muscle. It's like the shield of faith that grows. I literally believe that. The bigger your faith, the bigger your shield of faith. So Henry's identifying that and saying, yeah, I want him with me. That's going to help us. That's going to increase the, you know, the whole spiritual dynamic of us going up there. Taiwan. Let's jump back now, okay? okay? My first trip to Taiwan, uh, a Lutheran pastor picks me up, Pastor Peter, he has the biggest Lutheran church in Taiwan. What year was that about? Uh, this would have been four years ago, okay. four, maybe five years ago now, uh, in September. 
last uh, September. And uh, he picks me up at the airport, and there's, there's about 12 people there to greet me. They have a wonderful greeting. And then he goes with me in my suitcase, and uh, uh, he's going to take me out to dinner, and then we'll go to his church and have the first meeting. And they had asked me if I'd be willing to have a meeting the first day I get there. I said, no problem. I'll just be flying from Japan. It's nothing. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we have dinner together, and he's asking me all these questions, and I'm thinking, well, didn't anybody inform him anything about me? He's asking so many questions, and I'm answering them. And we get into his car heading for the church. His cell phone rings, and he's talking away in Chinese. I don't understand what he's saying, but I understand the gestures. You know, when a person's saying, in my mind, I'm thinking saying, like he's saying, is that right? Is that right? You know, you can tell by the tone. Right. I'm thinking, uh-oh, something's happened. Maybe even this meeting's canceled. What's going to happen in Taiwan, Lord? And he hangs up, and he looks at me, and he says, Who are you? And I says, Well, I've answered enough of your questions, don't you know? He says, No, you don't understand. He said, I have to, I have to apologize. He said, I'm a Lutheran pastor. I had never heard of you. George just asked me if I would host you tonight. But he says, I didn't even announce you or put it in the bulletin for Sunday. And this is Wednesday night. We normally have just a little, maybe 12 people gather in a Sunday school room. And we, we have a little Bible study. We pray for a while and that's it. And I'm sorry, but that's about all that we're, we were going to have is 12 people. And he said, that was my associate pastor. There's hundreds of people outside the church. <laughs> and they've come to hear Henry Groover. And I just gave him permission. Henry, Henry's a real big deal in a lot of other parts of the plane. And he'll, he'll go to Lutheran churches like this or Pentecostal churches or Baptist or whatever. He's not in any kind of denominational pen. Which, again, you've heard me talk a lot about, you know, there's no Bible for denominations. There's none at all i mean the bible condemns it basically where it talks about one saith i am of paul one saith i am of apollos one saith i am of whatever you know and it becomes this big thing well i'm this and i'm that and i'm better and you know no there's no bible for any of it and i, I think i like henry because he now i don't i've never heard him going to catholic the catholic that's a whole other realm of stuff but i'm talking about the ones that would identify as either Baptist or Pentecostal or Protestant, that type of thing. You'll see him, wherever the Lord leads him to go, he's going to go, type of thing. And, you know, if these people aren't saved, I really believe that the witness that Henry is providing, a lot of them are going to get truly converted. And, I mean, that's awesome. ...to open up the main auditorium. And we didn't have a praise team or anybody so i told him ask if there's a praise team available among all these people and if they are let them use our instruments and keyboards and and leave the people till we get there in praise and so we get there and we're sitting in his office and he's saying wow he says i've never had this many people in the middle of the week and he says not even on sunday morning the balcony <laughs> is even full he says i never announced this how did this happen I said, I don't know. We'll find out. Never did find out. Holy Spirit, I think. Amen. But because uh, we didn't know anything. I didn't put it in my website. And uh, But this praise team is doing a wonderful job. 
And I'm listening to it in his study, and I'm saying, brother, I says, uh, I think I'd like to go out there and join that. He says, you know, I would too. I don't know who those praise leaders are, but it's good. And I said, let's go. So we go out and sit on the front row and enter right in, you know, and then he gets up and he's looking up in the balcony and all over and he's saying, well, he says, I have to make a confession to you. I don't know who you people are. I, I've been looking. I don't know you people. There's a little handful of people over here, maybe 10, 12 that are my people, but I don't know where all you people came from. But you didn't come to hear me, you came to hear Henry. I don't even know how to introduce him. Henry, it's yours. Take your liberty. Wow. <laughs> and that's the way he introduced me. And well, the next day, of course, we had 74 people show up for prayer walking. And we walked, and the, George had this thing organized for prayer walk. Eight people in a team, and I would walk with this team. He would pick me up at the car after 30, 40 minutes. I'd go to the next team, and we walked a big chunk of Taipei that first morning systematically by giving people pieces of maps to go and do this. And we'll go by phone, and we'll put Henry with you, so don't worry. He's going to walk with each team. And we did that for six hours that day, mm. and it was glorious. Well, anyhow, now... Here, a year ago, September, three years later, uh, here we are in this bus, 74 of us, scheduled to go up in the mountains where the worst part of the people are dying. And we get to this place, and it's quiet in that bus, and they've all got their cans of mosquito repellent. <laughs> and that bus smells like it. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, so bad. I'm thinking, dear Lord, protect me from all this repellent. It's more dangerous than these mosquitoes. It is. If, if he, if he, I don't know, he yeah. probably doesn't know about DEET, but it is more, it is so dangerous. It's a neurotoxin. It's just horrible. You literally, you in that particular case, you would really want to be wearing some type of respirator or, or some type of really good filtration mask that's going to at least get the the big parts out of it for you. Uh, and I don't mean just like a little, one of those little painter's masks that doesn't even have a little breathing device in it. You, you really want to go beyond that in that case. And, uh, and all of a sudden he has the bus driver pull over and he wants everybody out. Well, here they're out spraying each other with a repellent and he leads us across the road and we go over and look down into this kind of a valley and he says to me, now he says, the Taiwan government wants to build a dam right there. He says, you see this beautiful fertile valley through here? That is the, the most wonderful and, and beautiful fruit of all of Taiwan grows through that valley. Mm. And he said, it's my type, my people of my fellowship, we're all farmers. And he said, they want to build a dam. They're offering my people condominiums downtown and they will give them to us for nothing. They will take care of us the rest of our life. They will educate our children. All at the government's expense if we'll give up our land. But it'll all be underwater. And he says, we don't want to give up our farms. Would you pray that they won't build that dam? Well, of course my heart is stirred. I forget about the plague. And I'm lifting my hands and I'm praying away. And I'm telling God how to do it. I don't know if you've ever prayed that way. <laughs> But I'm using my, my intellectual mind. Yes, I have, and I've seen none of my suggestions implemented. They don't work, do they? <laughs> and I'm telling him how to do everything so a dam doesn't have to be built. And, and then the Lord interrupts my speech to heaven with a vision. And my eyes are closed, and I see one, one silly dragonfly <laughs> flying across in front of me. 
Just one in vision. And I said, yes, Lord, that's the answer. I shift from dam to plague. Because I grew up in Arizona desert. Dad always said, never kill a dragonfly. They're your best friends. Them and frogs, leave them alone. They eat the bugs and the mosquitoes. Leave them alone, especially dragonflies. They drop down. That's why you see them beeping down on the water. They're eating the mosquito just as it comes to the surface to fly. They eat it. Wow. Leave them alone. And so we love to catch locusts and tie one of mom's threads to its leg and throw it in the air to fly. And that was our remote. You know what I mean? Well, we'd try to do that with dragonflies, and he'd get after us because they flew better than locusts. Locusts would fly a little way, boom, and drop. Dragonflies would run in a circle. He stopped us of that. They are your friend. Don't do that anymore. Hmm. And uh, so I, I, I see the solution. And I'm saying, yes, Lord, yes, amen. Send clouds of dragonflies. Lord, millions of dragonflies across southern Taiwan. Well, my interpreter just starts to interpret my prayer when this woman breathing down my neck right behind me, I mean, she let out a scream. I don't know if you've ever heard a mountain lion scream, but it sounds like a woman. You ever heard one? It, you would think a woman is screaming bloody murder. I grew up in mountain lion country. I know exactly yeah, I, what they I, sound I've like. heard it. You know, and it is blood curdling. I mean, it'll, it'll put the shivers to you, but it's a lion. It's not a woman. And I thought, I thought, dear Lord, did she just get bit by a mosquito? I open <laughs> my eyes and I turn around to pray over her and break that curse off of her because I think it's the cry of death on her. And I go like this with two hands to lay hands on her in prayer, and she's shaking her head no, and she's going like this, pointing up. And I look up, and 53 witnesses, I'm number 54, 53 witnesses saw this. Dark clouds of dragonflies are over our heads. I'm wow. talking dark clouds. There was not a, every one of them said they never saw one dragonfly before that. And wow. I said, there's the solution. God I mean, that's the big part of the miracle is that it wasn't even in an area where they had ever seen dragonflies. Like, I see them up here once in a while. I can remember when I moved to Fort, Fort Myers and I was really little. It was like four. And man, they were just swarming where we were at there in Fort Myers. And I never saw them like that. I don't know whether it was because they, you know, they sprayed for mosquitoes after that and they killed the dragonflies and the mosquitoes or what. But I can remember when we first moved down there, it, it was just, and these, these suckers were big. I mean, they were, I mean, if they ran India, it's like, you know, you're just getting hit with something. It was unbelievable. And they were just millions of them. Um, so I can, I have been in that position where I've, I've seen swarms of them like this and it's, you, you kind of want to like get out of their way. I mean, you want to let them kind of do their own thing because you walk outside and it's like you're getting dive bomb and B-52 bombers out there with these, with these, all these dragonflies. It can get that bad, but they're, but they don't bite you and they are, they are very, very beneficial has answered our prayer for the plague. Now let's send them to the east, the west, and the south, and as far north as this plague goes to eat up every one of those mosquitoes, to end this plague in the name of Jesus. Well, they're agreeing. And now they're declaring with me. And these clouds just go, whoom, and whoom, they're leaving us. 
Oh my word! And so they were like overhead, and they're literally being commanded with prayers to go to the east, the south, the west. I mean, what is that for God? I mean, it just had to have the people there, boots on the ground, and the faith behind it. And God honored the prayers. And 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 I mean, what better way to eradicate? masses of mosquitoes than literally the mosquitoes worst enemy on the planet which is the dragonfly they are thrilled they are happy they're clapping we get back in the bus and away we go we come to a place where there's a landslide over the road and only one lane traffic our side is blocked temporarily so we're there with a stop sign the aborigine pastor who's sitting right up front right across the aisle from me i'm on the other side from him has the driver open the door, he jumps out, and he's testifying to the workers that are clearing the road. And they're looking, and they're clapping their hands, and they're bowing like this. So I don't know what he's saying in Chinese, but I know he's telling them the testimony, the plague is over. And I mean, imagine how many people got saved from this. This is what I'm kind of always thinking about in my head. It's like, wow, how many people, God gets glorified, a whole bunch of people get saved, praise the Lord happy and then it's our time to go he jumps back in and away we go we get up to the aborigine church we're supposed to have lunch sorry no lunch served the ladies run in and they're telling the women ready to serve lunch and they're rejoicing there's not going to be any lunch served <laughs> there's such rejoicing the aborigine pastor comes to me he says we were going to have lunch and then afterwards have you share but could we flip-flop it we got to get these people together. We have only a certain time frame with the chartered bus. We got to get in to head back. Uh, would you mind? I'll get them in now. They're rejoicing, but then we'll quiet them and you can speak to them because I know they want to learn about our dominion like you taught last night. So will you teach them our dominion? And I said, sure. This so is having dominion over things like mosquitoes, over the beasts of the earth, these types of things. These are authorities that are in the Bible that you rarely ever hear discussed in the normal church, though. And this is one of the things, Henry will get into topics like this that you'll just very, very rarely ever hear discussed in the average church. Brings them in, quiets them down, and I start ministering. And as I'm ministering, I am really into it, and my podium in my Bible, this Bible was open, and on the podium, and I'm speaking, and as I'm speaking, I step around in front of the podium on the stage, and I'm speaking to them, and I'm getting dry, and so I reach back without looking, and I slide my hand up on the podium, feeling for this glass of water, and I got it in my hand, and in bug country, you always look before you drink, you know? <laughs> And I look at my glass before I'm going to drink it. And I go like this, and there's gold all over in the bottom and trickling down in the water. Talking like gold, gold. Gold flakes, very fine gold flakes. And I go like this to my interpreter, and I said, look. And he says, look at the podium. I look, I can't even read my Bible. There is so much gold on the podium. He says, you're covered with gold. When you stepped, the instant you stepped in front of the podium, gold started following. That's now, this is not Benny Hinn. This is not Kenneth Copeland. This is not Creflo give me a dollar. This is not some false miracle that, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that God, you know, I don't believe he's going to work through those other charlatan ministers, but 
this is Henry Groover. This is a different level of person. I've never even heard him say this has ever happened to him in the past. So, you know, listen, God is capable of doing this stuff. I, I stopped interpreting. I was just looking, and all the people are looking. I thought, well, they're really into this. They're really paying attention. <laughs> I didn't even realize he stopped interpreting. He's looking at all this gold falling. And, well, obviously, pandemonium broke loose again, and I'm doing this, and gold is flying everywhere, and I'm doing this. I have this. to ask for anybody there with pans trying to sweep it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, you know. People come running up front rubbing their hands in it because it's all over the floor. And they're rubbing it. I've got it all over me. They've got it all over them. They're taking pictures. What do you attribute that to? I mean, did the Lord give you an understanding? If I wouldn't have had this understanding, I probably would have been critical. Yep. Back in 1989, gold was falling in fellowships in five different states I knew of where I'd spoken. All right? I was critical of it. Then I went in, 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 uh, into uh, Israel to walk Jerusalem and pray it. I walked 13 days and nights walking every street of the old city, the new city of Jerusalem, finished in Liberty Bell Park, sitting there, I'm hot, I'm out of water, and an old rabbi sits beside me. Now he's sitting on the bench with his back to me, and, and my arm was out like this on, I'm trying to cool off, I'm out of water, and he's got his back to me, and I feel somebody there, and I look, and I pull my arm away, because I'm hogging the bench, and I look, and here's a, a lady with a little girl, maybe four or five years old. She's put her in the swing, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying anything because they wouldn't talk to me. I'm a non-person. I'm a Gentile. He's orthodox, okay? And, and that's not being critical. That's being truthful. That's why he has his back to me. And so I'm just trying to cool off under this Palo Verde tree that's virtually no shade, little bitty leaves that are so small. You might have one-fourth of the sun less under him, but at least it's the only shade tree in that park with a bench under it. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed trying to cool off, and he says to me, excuse me, uh, I look to see who he's talking to. I thought somebody walked up, and I said, uh, me? He says, yes. He says, are you here on tour? I says, oh, no, I'm here on business. He said, uh, would I be, now his back's still to me. He says, would I be nosy if I ask you what, what your business is? I says, no. I just finished walking every street of the old city and the new city of Jerusalem, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. He spins around. Which is a, not their protocol, correct? No, he spins 180 around, and he looks me right in the eye, and he says, but you are a Gentile, why would you pray for the peace of Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. You know how they say it. And I said, <laughs> yeah. Rabbi, not only am I a Gentile, but I am a Christian. And I said, I believe my, the, your Messiah and mine is Jesus Christ, Yeshua. And he says, yeah, 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 I know all about that. I was a rabbi in New York City for 14 years. You people were always trying to convert me. Now he says, have you a family? And I said, yes, I have a wife and 13 children in Portland, Oregon. And he says, so that's a big family. You left your family to come and pray for the peace of Jerusalem? And I says, yes. I says, that's a baker's dozen. My 
quiver is full. He says, you know what that means in the ancient Hebrew? I says, no, but I'm interested. Now we got a conversation going on. <laughs> he wouldn't even talk to me before. He says, you're right. You have a quiver full, but that's 12 errors in the quiver. You have one in the bow, and he goes like this. And he says, you are ready for war. Wow. And I go, yeah, I'll take it. Well, when I do that, then that's when I realized that his daughter was swinging her daughter. And she looks, and she says, Papa, are you okay? He says, okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know if he, she thought we were in a fight or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so then... He, I asked him, where are you, Rabbi Nazareth, and, and uh, all that. And uh, anyhow, uh, I said to him, I said, uh, just to make the conversation short, edit a portion, I said, uh, you know, there's something going on in the United States that I don't understand. I have to admit to you, I am critical of it, so I don't know if I believe in it or not, but... You know the ancient Hebrew. Oh, he says, I'm a specialist in the ancient Hebrew. I speak it fluently, and I, I'm a specialist in the language. I says, good. Is there anything in your understanding that can explain this to me that might justify it in my mind? Because I have to tell you before I tell you what it is, I'm critical of it. Well, what is it? I said, well, in churches, in meetings, Christian gatherings, they're worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden, gold just far, starts falling down. And I've seen it in five different states. And in West Virginia, I was in a church where the pastor, so much was falling, the pastor said, let's sweep it up and pay the church mortgage. And they literally sold it and paid so the church that, mortgage. See, that, I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm saying it's it, real gold. It's it didn't, real it didn't gold. dissipate. It wasn't fairy gold or no, fairy dust. No, 99 and 9 tenths percent pure wow. gold. And they paid the church mortgage. And this old rabbi with a long gray beard, he's, he, he's like this. He's, he's sitting back and he's looking at me and for the first time he starts stuttering. Gold? I mean, I mean, uh, 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 real, real, real gold? And I says, yeah, real gold. He says, where's it coming from? Who's dropping it? I said, there's no vents. There's nothing above. Uh, I said, I was in one place. There was a plexiglass, clear plexiglass over the top. There's no place it could be falling through. Gold, real gold, real gold. I says, yes. And he's stuttering and he's saying, gold is falling on the Gentiles. Gold, it's falling on the Gentiles. And I said, wow, that really means something to you. He says, oh, yes, 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 it does. I said, are you at liberty to tell me? Oh, he says, he says, you see, in the ancient Hebrew, before the bridegroom comes to take his bride, before the midnight cry to go out to meet her, he always sends his bride a gift of gold first. There's no gold falling on us. It's falling on the Gentiles. Gold is falling on the Gentiles. And he says, daughter, come, 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 come. We must go, we must go. 
And she comes running. She says, are you all right? Are you all right, Papa? And he says, yes, I must get back to Nazareth. I must gather my people and tell them Messiah is coming. Gold is falling on the Gentiles. And he's walking away and he says, thank you. I'm sorry. I must go. I must go. And away he goes mumbling. Gold is falling on the Gentiles. Hmm. Do you think I could be critical after that? And I said, no way, Lord. That is a sign of the last days. And so I've never been critical since. And so when that happened, I just said, okay, Lord, we went through a fiery trial. I didn't seek to save my life. I came for the life of the people that were dying, and you reward us with gold. And in, 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 in chapter 3 of Revelation, I counsel you to, to buy. buy of me gold tried in the fire and white raiment and salve for your eyes so you can see gold so you'll be rich. Everybody is in a position now, okay? Ten years ago, they couldn't have handled this. Not just the gold thing. Yeah. Five years ago, Taiwan couldn't have handled, you know, the situation yeah. with, the, with the miraculous provision of God. Yeah. What's really interesting to me, though, is the fact that, that the gold followed the dragonfly. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to instantaneously put those two things together. Yeah. I, I, just, you know, uh, I mean, I, it, it just is, is remarkable to me. There wasn't anything on my mind about it. I think that was more of a confirmation from God that <clears throat> obviously they had prayed about this. Obviously they were there to stay the plague. Obviously God provided the answer um, in a way where really only God could get the glory because of the way the, the dragonfly swarmed over them, where they were praying. You're going to see later how even more miraculous that it happened right there was because we're not done with the story yet. And I think the gold thing was just further confirmation that I don't know if it was like a ceiling or a confirmation of the miracle by God, you know, that, that, um, there's no way you're going to be able to take credit for that. You're not gonna be able to take credit for the dragonfly thing. You're not gonna be able to take credit for the gold. And, and I just think that they're two kind of interlinked in that way gold coming down or anything. I was strictly teaching the authority and the dominion that we have and the people were really listening and focused and then all of a sudden they're just looking like this and I'm realizing and I thought well I'm thirsty I don't know what they're really into but I'm thirsty and whoa look and he says <laughs> look and I'm looking and he says you're covered with it and I looked. I couldn't even read my Bible. There was so much on it. The whole podium was gold. All around. My shoulders were gold. My hair was gold. Uh, well, we left. I left four days later. I left Taipei, flew to Japan. I don't have my cell phone on over in Asia. I don't have international calling. You're not an easy guy to track down. No, I'm not that easy <laughs> to track down. Let me tell you. And I was there. Well, and see, that's what they were saying before, is that he had all these people show up. And Henry hadn't announced this. He's not easy to track down. He's very, I mean, you go on his website and it's like, you don't know where he's at. He, but God still brought those people there to the church that night. And they were the same ones that went out, I believe, in prayer the next day. And then this big, gigantic miracle happened. And then the gold miracle happened. So God knows how to arrange things. You know, two days before Thanksgiving, I flew home. This was last year now. And uh, I flew home, and uh, I'm home for like three days or four days, and my cell phone rings, and it's George. 
And he says, Henry, he says, why don't you answer your phone? I've been trying to get a hold of you since you left in September. I says, George, I told you. I'm going to, to Japan. I'll be in Japan till a couple days at the 21st of November, and then I go home. I don't answer my phone. I said, what is it? Is it something urgent? He says, I've been trying to tell you. You left the fourth day after the, the dragonflies, right? And I said, yeah. He says, the day you left, they announced over Taiwan the plague is over. Not another person has shown up in the hospital with fever or died. Wow, praise God. Officially, the plague is over, and they don't know why. And I said, he, she, he said, but we know why, and the people, the Christians of southern Taiwan know why. Well, I give that testimony. I just gave that testimony in Seattle this year, in, in July. And uh, I'm over in... Uh, Bremerton area, ministering over there, Gig Harbor, actually, Gig Harbor, and my cell phone rings. I gave it Friday night over in Seattle, Tacoma, in a meeting there. I go over to the Gig Harbor, and we're walking, and my cell phone rings. And this lady who was in my meeting there at Seattle, Tacoma, is all excited. She owns, she was in my meeting, heard the testimony. She owns a vacuum cleaner shop, sells and repairs vacuum cleaners. She said this morning, I just got to tell you this, Henry. I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're prayer walking, but listen to this. She said, here I am in my vacuum shop the next morning, this morning, and in walks a man with a little boy, says he's his grandson, and he's from uh, Boise, Idaho, visiting his father, his family, his grandchildren and, and son. And he says, uh, I've been looking all over the area of, of of Idaho, Boise, and Napa, and all around in every vacuum cleaner shop for a part for my vacuum cleaner. Do you have this part? And she said, it's a very common part that is needed. I just turn right around on the clipboard and pull a part in the little plastic bag, put it on the counter, and said, this is what you need. He picks it up and says, yeah. You, how many have you got? He says, she says, I keep about five or six always in stock. Give me another one in case if this thing goes out against nobody in, that, in Idaho has one. And she thinks, she thinks, well, that's pretty good. I'm going to give him the testimony. So she says, I got something better than that to give you. Last night I was in a meeting, and she's giving the testimony of the dragonfly. She's sharing. Sharing your... with him the testimony. And this man says, he just comes up with excitement, and he says, I can give you something better than that. And she says, I'm figuring, now here's her words, I'm figuring he's from Idaho, he's a Mormon. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say the same she thing. She said, now that's yeah. how we think fast, you know. <laughs> Instead, he says, I am the number one professor, my specialty is on insects at the University of Idaho in, in Boise. And he says, my number one, I'm the world's leading specialist, on dragonflies. Wow. And he named the technical name for his, his doctorate and all and, and, and what they are. And uh, what you are as an insect specialist. I forget the word for it. He's, a, he's an entomologist. Entomologist. Thank you. There's brilliance. <laughs> I can't remember all those words. That's exactly what the word is, entomologist. And he says, let me tell you a greater miracle than you just gave me. Now he says, look at this. 
these dragonflies meet every so many years. And they migrate like, like uh, uh, butterflies, like the uh, monarch, butterflies. monarch butterflies. They go south, just as the dragonflies evidently go south in Taiwan. And they migrate like the monarchs do to South America, across America. And he says, they gather and they, they mate. And he says, then for several days, they go into an eating frenzy. And he said, they're eating mosquitoes everywhere. And then they lay their eggs and they die. Hmm. And he says, now, look at the odds. This aborigine pastor is thinking about a dam. He's not thinking about dragonflies or anything like that. He probably doesn't even know it. At that instant, he pulls the bus over right where they are migrating. They had to have been there. He says, I'm sure they were there unless God created them, which he could, I suppose. So but they I were the dragonflies were literally there. They had gotten there. They had mated. And now they were getting ready to go on their big, I don't know, however many day feeding frenzy, lay their eggs and die. I mean, the, the females would lay their eggs and die and they just so happened to pull the bus over the aboriginal pastor was asking henry to pray about please could you have him not build the dam that was where their mind was but god's mind was on something else god was waiting to do this miracle and then henry gets this vision of this one solitary dragonfly and then all of a sudden he hears this scream and the lady looks up and there's these swarms above them and they were literally directing them in prayer go to the north the south wherever the plague is literally directing the dragonflies because of the dominion we're created in god's image and as christians i mean i think that's would almost go into the the least of our dominion if it's if it's through god i mean it's not like you're going to go out there and start commanding animals mr cow do this and you know it, it would have to be of god it would have to be of are you led of god to, to do this and is there a biblical reason for you to like command an insect or an animal or you know whatever and it could be like dogs coming up to you wanting to bite you that type of stuff. This has happened to Henry quite a bit with things like bulls and other animals that were threatening him, and, and he would he would take dominion over them. And in that instance, they would it would be like you know Daniel sleeping in the lion's den, and and you know the, he uses the lions as a pillow or whatever. And I know the Bible doesn't say that, but people have speculated, and they didn't they didn't eat them. You know, well that's a form of that. So anyway. I believe they had migrated there and they were mating and their mating had been done and they were about to disperse and this only happens i don't think this happens every year he says they had said ever so ever however many years this happened i don't know if this happens every year but they kind of from what he had said before it might not be an annual thing it may be i don't know how many years in between this may happen and your man sees a vision of one dragonfly. Now, you said he, he stated they never saw one dragonfly before that. That's a miracle. Yeah. But he says he sees a vision of one dragonfly. It says, yes. So, in other words, the reason they might not have seen the dragonflies is because, number one, it, never, it doesn't maybe happen every year. Number two, wherever they end up migrating to, maybe it's a little different locality every single time. Maybe it's a little 
different place. I know the monarchs go to the same place, but maybe the dragonflies don't exactly go to the same place to mate every so often, however many years. So they might not have saw these things ever before, which, I mean, makes it even more of a miracle. That's the solution. Send clouds of dragonflies. The woman is praying with her eyes open and clouds of dragonflies, something must to have shaken those dragonflies out of the trees and here they are in clouds or the timing of that he says is more phenomenal than the rest of the miracle of it to be at that spot at that time when they are ready to disperse he said that is a miracle and they're dispersing in an eating frenzy wow and he says that he says blows me away i'm going to give that in the university. I'm going to tell this every year. He said, that is a miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so she says, he just left. I got to call you. I, got, I had to let you know. This is an even greater testimony, mm-hmm. Henry. So that's how God works. And of course, the plague was over. Well, this year now, I just went there in October. Of 2016. Of 2016. I mean to tell you. I went down to southern Taiwan, and the people packed out. I think there were more people outside that big church than in that church because of that, because they all witnessed a miracle of God's intervention. And uh, it was powerful. Did you ever think, too, that with all the Taiwanese that might have relatives or that story would have been passed to the, you know, oh. uh, must have hit mainland China because oh. somebody once said, nothing goes on, nothing, no one sneezes, it's the old takeoff, no one sneezes in Taiwan that China doesn't know about, you know? Another thing since then, a year ago, yep. September, uh, when this miracle happened, since then, remember the big earthquake that hit Taiwan, yes. southern Taiwan, and the 17-story Apartment complex folded like an accordion. Yep. And they were days trying to take this sheet of, of metal and steel up so they could get the people smashed that were in between. Do you know what the, the name of that apartment complex was? Dragonfly? The Golden Dragon. Oh. There was not one Christian in that because the Buddhist religion worships the dragon. Right. Not one Christian died in that. Well, it you know again the the whole China's culture, it's and to degree and everything, and and Japan's culture, and mm-hmm. you can't go any place where Buddhism oh. there is not the dragon. Dragon Dragon's dragon, one dragon. of the most universal symbols of evil throughout the world, and even though it's evil, people still worship. In it. the Book of Revelation, you got it. The old dragon, the devil, and you shall tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means serve you. Yes. And what the dragon is to the air, Leviathan and Behemoth are to the ocean. And mm. in, in the book of Job, it even talks about God slaying that. Sure so does. so it's, a, it's, a, it's an astonishing thing. I know this, I know that timing is everything in the gods, you know, because you just gave us a Jeremiah, you know, you know, mm-hmm. ten times. The Lord says, in that day, in that day, in, in that, that day, day and the bottom well. line is the whole thing between dragons and dragon flies, and interesting, it's the dragon that they worship that brings judgment, but it's the dragonfly that God sends them that basically, <laughs> to deliver, to deliver. 
Now that's that's mind blowing, you know. <laughs> I mean, I just you know. It is. So so Henry, to to sum this up, okay, at this point with so many events threatening people's lives, whether it's biological, chemical, nuclear warfare, uh, the the dilemma even today the, the we're uh you know what solomon this, islands solomon islands and just for the record this is critical the solomon islands and and the legends of the solomon islanders and the giants and the fallen angels but also the abyss now you heard me talk a lot about the solomon islands that book that that i've said the solomon I- mysteries of the solomon islands or whatever um on all the giants that you know are part of that culture and are still there to this day they live inland, in the mountains, in the, in the, in the more central region. Just key in Solomon Islands, and you'll or Solomon, you'll, you'll find the teachings I've done on that. I've read whole excerpts of those books, of that book, out of that. And um, Marius Boylan, I think, is the, is the author. I'm pretty sure he's dead, unfortunately. Because um, <clears throat> he was really wanting to bring this information out. I think Quayle was supposed to meet with him. Steve Quayle was supposed to meet with him, and, and before that happened, he lost contact, disappeared, something, it's not a good thing. Uh, but yeah, that's what, they're, that's what they're in reference to with the Solomon Islands. And the Mariana Trench, and the Mariana Trench is where some of the deepest occult rituals have taken place <clears throat> to literally open the abyss. Now the Mariana Trench is somewhat in that area because it is off the um, coast of Guam and in that whole area of the Orient, it's the deep, deepest spot on Earth. That, that is the deepest official spot on the planet. It's over, I don't know, it's like 33,000 or 34,000 feet or something deep. And that's where we have the deepest spot on Earth. Whoa. The opening of the abyss. All from the Solomon Islands. All from the Solomon Islands. So, you know, it's kind of like the scripture, hell beneath is moved at thy coming. So, I, 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 and I, I don't mean this to sound corny, but I don't think that people take the words of Jesus who are claimants. That claimant is someone who claims Christianity, but obviously mm-hmm. doesn't believe or possess what the Bible says would be mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit and the power of God's Spirit. But the fact is that these things are coming so fast and furious that yes. you can't deny them because the volcanoes, it used to be, you know, years ago, that you get one big volcano a year going off, maybe two. Maybe, But, yeah. but Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines, obviously, mm-hmm. Mount St. Helens, all the different, you know, there's so many. Right now, in the last week, I think it's close to 20 volcanoes. And in every country now, they're not going off singularly. They're going off in doubles. You follow Whoa. me? And they're not linked directly. Earthquake. Earthquake. Blood and fire. Yeah, vapor of smoke. Vapor of smoke. So the thing that's interesting is, is that commensurate with all those deals that we're hearing about, all these bad news stories, God has you as basically a herald of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And that miracle did more for the Taiwanese's faith mm. than, you know, four years oh. of Bible school. I mean, not that that wouldn't benefit I mean, them. it shook them to the core. And that's what it's going to take in America. It's going to take, it's going to take such a definable, and, and in this country now everybody's got selfies, so I'm sure there'll be photographs. You know, <laughs> the point being, it's going to take something unfortunately so dramatically bad that, that God's dramatic provision or overruling provision offsets the drama of what's coming. Is that yes. an accurate statement that, that's from your accurate. standpoint? And that's what we just read out of Jeremiah here. Uh, 
behold, look, I will do this. And uh, we just can't get away from that. We no. cannot get away from that kind of expressions because God is saying, look, you can see it happen. Look at this. It, it will happen. And okay, so that's all we have for today. They go on a little bit more there, but um, that's, the, that's the dragonfly miracle. So hopefully that was something that, you know, <clears throat> kind of uplifting, increase your faith, understand that God is still moving. Jesus said, greater things ye shall do regarding his, you know, the people that follow him, the, the believers that come. But it, a lot of it, I think, is having the faith to believe it and walking that out, you know, staying pure before the Lord. I mean, obviously, he's not going to use somebody that's, you know, like a like living in horrible sin and stuff. And, and not to say we, we walk around in sinless perfection, but you know what I mean? I mean, he wants a clean vessel. Uh, a vessel, like the Bible talks about, fit, fit for the master's use, you know, and um, that's who he tends to obviously work through, you know. So that's all I have for today. I wasn't even going to really plan on doing a study today, but I had these and I just figured I'd play the audio. There's going to be no PDF for this. There's really no reason to have a PDF. Uh, just a couple audios I thought would be a blessing to you. And I'll just go ahead and close this out in a brief word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, all you've given us. I do thank you. Lord, that you've let us come together again to explore these particular subjects. I pray that these, these uh, videos would be um, impactful and a blessing to whoever would hear them, Lord, that whatever you want to accomplish in our lives through these, through this ministry, through wherever your word is being preached worldwide, that you would do that. I do pray that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth, and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, and they would not have dominion over us, that your name would be glorified through us, and that you would use the body of Christ, Lord God, to lead many people to the Lord. And when we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.